All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back after the conclusion of day two over the world of concrete. Joey, how you feeling? Very tired, boss. <laughs> the according to my Garmin, we walked eighteen miles in the past two days. So we put, <laughs> we have put the miles in. We've earned our earned our keep around here, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so that definitely after today, we will have walked a marathon. Uh, so I need me one of them stickers you put on the back windshield of your car <laughs> that says twenty one point. Who cares? And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least we'll have a little bit of a, a sense of a accomplishment with that but um yeah man we, we saw plenty of people plenty of people saw us yesterday we got a lot of good content coming out on our uh, linkedin pages and our uh, youtube pages where we stopped by various booths but what what jumped out at you what what what'd you notice about yesterday well i think the uh the reoccurring theme is that there's just a lot of people here like we said um definitely more people than back in 2021 when we came and from the sounds of it, there's even more people here this year than last year, which is, I don't know if it's really surprising, but it's interesting to hear because of the fact that there are so many more people coming to Con Ag, it sounds like. So I can't imagine what Con Ag is going to look like here in a couple of months. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get back out here for Con Ag just to see how well attended it is because there's several people we know personally um, that skipped this show mm-hmm. for Con Ag. You know, everybody we talked to is coming back out for Con Ag who's mm-hmm. here right now, so... Um, it's going to be a huge show. But right now with the World of Concrete, I mean, it's it's a, a pretty good show in its own right. Um, you know, we made it around to several booths yesterday, and I guess the the overall recurring theme that we heard with most of the people we talked to is just technology, man. Yeah, still technology is full uh, in the North Hall, and the Central Hall has a lot of equipment. Um, but uh, one thing I noticed in the South Hall, and I think we talked about it a little bit uh, before we recorded anything, that the South Hall didn't have the amount of, like, chemical presence. I guess am I kind of accurate in saying that? Yeah. You know, um, with so much consolidation in the admixture market uh, here recently, it's not really surprising. And there are, I think South Hall is kind of a mixed bag in there now. You have a little bit of equipment. You have uh, prepackaged uh, concrete, you know, like sackcrete, quickcrete. Sackcrete came... <laughs> serious son. I mean, Sacrete did come correct. If you guys didn't see it on our on our social media pages, they have I, I would what I would assume is at least a forty by twenty oh, footprint, maybe yeah. even more. And the entire outside of the booth is a, a steel welded and then powder coated white, like huge metal frame. Yes, that booth is uh, well over six figures. Zero doubt about it. Oh yeah, absolutely, That's absolutely insane. And it's the Taj Mahal of that place, man. When you walk in, it's yes. the first thing you notice. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, out when we went, we went outside uh, yesterday as well. We made it out to the to the outside lot and uh, hung out with Bosch for a good while. And really Bosch did. was buzzing. There were a pile of people there, and they had a lot of visitors, uh, obviously, but they also had a lot of Bosch people there. I mean, there was somebody there everywhere assisting with something. Yeah, and uh, they had their is a, what is it a media check in? They did, and, they did. Yeah, shout out to Bosch, man. I mean, they when, if you have media credentials and you go over there uh, because you have a a pre scheduled meeting to go over there and gain some content, you go in there, you check in. There's plenty of people there that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They get you hooked up with the person you need to talk to. If you need to talk to more than one person, you know they they'll they'll pass you around, mm-hmm. uh, let you get all the B roll that you need. Um, give great interviews, and everyone was was very uh, well informed, and they they knew what was up. Yeah, they had it together, zero doubt. They knew what they were doing, and uh, we had a, a PR lady, uh, just like you said, she kind of followed us around and just helped with whatever 
100% would recommend Bosch uh, exhibit at World of Concrete. Yeah, year. for sure. Well, and, and if I can give them uh, credit for their tools, you know, obviously a lot of emphasis and, and research and development uh, goes into battery-powered tools nowadays. But, I mean, when we were talking about some of the products that they had, they have surpassed with a battery-powered tool what they used to be able to do with a corded tool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see the battery technology and the, the battery handheld tools and how far they've come since they've moved away from the, um, the NICAD batteries. Yeah, it's, and I kind of take it for granted personally uh, as far as, you know, advancements in hand tools. It's just not something I necessarily think about. Like when I pick up a hammer drill when we're putting in tanks somewhere, uh, I just plug it in and let it rip. I don't really think about anything uh, to make it better, I guess, in the moment. But uh, hearing what those guys had to say about what the, what they're doing with their tools and how they're making them better, and they, it's in, it's incredible what they're able to do. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, and not even just on the, the power and torque side of things, but they're super comfortable to use, and they really have the user in mind. So mm-hmm. so shout out to them. And, you know, we hit a couple other booths as well. Yeah, man, as far as technology goes, we hit up the Faro booth. Yeah. And what they're able to do with just an iPad now is absolutely incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. they have their scan tool. Uh, it links with an app on an iPad, and you can literally scan a slab, and it'll tell you where the high spots and low spots are mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, versus uh, what we used to have to do uh, in, in the paving world. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty archaic. It was, should, yeah, yeah. Take take a minute here and go through the process <laughs> of what you had to do when you were paving airports. Yeah, so when uh, when we would pave a taxiway, for instance, and I remember distinctly doing this at, at uh, Dover, Delaware, at Dover Air Force Base. So in order to you know, measure, I guess, the irregularities in the, in the slab throughout the whole slab, so you got to remember a taxiway, a taxiway could be half a mile long. Oh, yeah. And we would pave maybe, you know, four lanes that were probably eight to ten feet wide. And in order to measure the irregularities in that slab, we would have to take this apparatus, and it looked like, um, it looked like just a big piece of scaffolding or some frame. Uh, it was maybe three feet by three feet by ten or twelve feet. And it had four wheels, had a wheel on each corner, but it also had a bicycle wheel, I guess just like a lever or a sensor, like right in the middle of it. And what we would have to do is we would have to go up and down each lane three times. So we would go up uh, up the first lane, maybe, I think maybe four or five feet, uh, maybe four feet off the edge of the slab, go down the entire length of the taxiway, turn that thing around, go right down the middle of the lane, and then turn right back around and go maybe like three feet or a couple feet off the edge of the other side of that that lane. Right. So, like I said, four you know four lanes or four or five lanes, we'd have to go down each lane three times. And that uh, bicycle wheel, we would we would just creep it along. I mean, we were walking. We weren't running. We weren't just like you know, super slow walking. We were just walking up and down this lane, and uh, the bicycle wheel would just it would just go, it would just roll along the slab, and if there was any kind of bump, maybe a little piece of aggregate, you know, that maybe had its little tip right above the surface for some whatever reason, if there was like, if there was like an eighth of an inch um, bump in that slab, it would send a spike right. on this. Um, it almost looked like a seismometer, if I'm pronouncing that right, because you would just have this little line going down this, I don't even know how long this 
uh, piece of paper was, but I guess they just had them in rolls, you know. And oh yeah, like the old school batch tickets. Yeah, <laughs> with the 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 reams of paper with like the holes on each side. Yeah, but these yeah. were like narrow. They were they were like four or five inches tall. Oh okay. Or four or five inches wide. But anyway, what I'm getting at is like we would basically have to measure the irregularity in a slab with a bicycle tire. Yeah. And it would take a day or nearly all day just walk up and down this slab right. multiple times. Right, and then you had to go back and fix what needed to be fixed, right? Yeah, you ground down or in some of the very bad cases, you know, we'd have to tear out a panel oh. out, of the, out of the slab, uh, which didn't happen very often, luckily. But, I, you know, what I'm getting at is what would take days for us to collect data, process data, you know, share data, whatever, the guys at Faro, they're doing that in a second. Instantly, yeah. Literally instantly there. Like uh, Josh was saying, you can scan, you can show on your iPad, like through the camera essentially, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just look at a slab, and it'll tell you the the, the peaks and valleys, basically, of that slab on a micro level. And, yeah, uh, down would, to two millimeter. Yeah, it would tell you where water would collect and uh, anything else that you would need to know about it. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's literally saving these guys days. Yes. Not hours, but days. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and... And that's a, it's a culmination of a lot of things from what we learned. It, it's a culmination of the hardware getting better, right? I mean, the newer iPads, the camera technology is good enough to support the type of software you need to, to get that information and to run those programs. And at the same time, the software and, and the programs and the algorithms and all that stuff, that's getting better at the same time. So basically, the, the tech industry as a whole and then the tech industry as it as it relates to the concrete industry, it's all kind of growing together. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, these these job sites, uh, they're getting more and more efficient every single day. And it, it's going to get to the point where um, you're going to have to adapt or die, yeah. really. I mean, there's no way an old school guy doing it the way you did it mm-hmm. when you were paving those runways. There's, it's no, there's no way those guys can compete against these guys walking around with iPads. Yeah. Yeah, and the process that I was talking about was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't really dabbled at all into the paving game, you know, since then. So there's no telling what kind of advancements that you know, my old company has now. Sure, but sure, but think about that. 10 years ain't that long. 10 years is not long ago. You know, I can, my memory is crap, but I can vividly remember. <laughs> I can vividly remember what happened 10 years ago. Right. Uh, so it's amazing. And But one thing I, I was thinking about, and we talked about it too, you know, instead of, you know, with this new technology of scanning the slab and everything, like, uh, how could we hook that to a drone and like oh, yeah. run down that taxiway? I mean, yeah. not like fly through it or whatever, but you know, have a dude sitting on like the middle in the middle of the taxiway with a drone, goes down one end of it and come back and uh, comes back, scans it, goes down the other end and scans it. Oh, yeah, like how long would that take you? A few minutes, yeah, probably right, maybe half an hour. I I'm guess. sure someone's thinking about how to do that right now, I guarantee it. And that was one thing that I just thought about too, you know. I think it was a couple of years ago when we were out here, we saw a few saw a few technologies that kind of either didn't rely on drones, but drones were an option, mm-hmm. you know, for uh, scanning or something, doing something on the job site. I don't know that I've seen that yet. Have you? Not not specifically. No, not no no one is no one is taking that and kind of delivering it to the industry as as mm-hmm. a, a a tried and true like method, okay, or an option to do it. I mean, I'm I'm sure people can retrofit a drone and, yeah. and make but no one's making like no one's making the brackets no one's selling the drones with the brackets with the ipad and the mm-hmm. software already loaded up into it mm-hmm. i haven't seen that 
But anyway, uh, we will definitely keep our eyes open for more stuff, uh, more cool things to bring to you guys today. We have a few interviews uh, with some other tool companies, and um, we're actually interviewing with a boot manufacturing company. Mm -hmm. Well, footwear in general, but Mm -hmm. they are bringing the comfortability of their hiking boots Mm -hmm. and shoes uh, into the work market for for more ergonomic and comfortable Mm -hmm. workwear. And my gosh, we could use that. So yeah, we're going to hit all corners of the industry uh, here today and and bring you guys plenty of content from all over the industry and anything that may interest you. So keep it locked here on the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast. And at the very least, we will see you back with an overall wrap-up on the show. Uh, After we conclude our third day here, Joey and I are are heading to the airport and hitting red eyes on the way home. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to record anything on Friday because I don't want to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But we will be back early next week with an overall World of Concrete wrap-up episode. Stay tuned with that. And we've also met a a few people out here um, that are, you know, really interesting. And we're going to bring on as, like, true Mm -hmm. traditional podcast guests as well. So we're going to have plenty of content at the World of Concrete and then concluding and then after the World of Concrete, we'll have plenty of stuff to follow up with. Yep, going to be busy. All right, y'all keep it locked, and we'll keep working hard for you.